0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, March 26th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. An unlikely climate ally. The problem with compostable plastics. New steps on black farmers and labor department cracking down on farms. GOP lawmaker joins climate bill to help ag. A bill on carbon sequestration that has been opposed by farm groups has now gained an unusual ally. Republican Assembly member Devon Mathis of Visalia this week asked to be a joint author on the measure. Mathis acknowledged he would probably upset some of his agriculture friends by doing so. But he wanted to ensure incentive dollars would be attached to the effort. The bill would charge the Air Resources Board, or CARB, with establishing climate goals for the state's natural and working lands. The California Farm Bureau was also concerned about unstable incentives funding to meet the goals and it worried CARB would not be able to account for all future impacts that could limit agriculture's carbon capturing capacity. This includes the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. The California Climate and Agriculture Network countered that these arguments only delay climate solutions. Cal Chamber criticized the bill for focusing too narrowly on an industry that contributes just 9% of the nation's emissions. Mathis said he wanted to see a fundable action that ensures that our agriculture partners can actually do these things. Bill would greenlight compostable plastics for farmers. Compostable plastics is often sent to landfills due to conflicts with CDFA regulations. Waste facilities struggle to market to agriculture customers compost that contains these plastic products. According to the California Compost Coalition, this inhibits the state's lofty goals of reducing emissions under Senate Bill 1383. During an assembly hearing this week, a policy advocate for the coalition said new Food Safety Modernization Act requirements along with marketing agreements and other directives from conventional produce purchasers like Walmart, McDonald's and others are pushing most conventional growers to use only CDFA certified organic input. A bill by Assemblymember Phil Ting of San Francisco aims to fix this by setting new standards for compostable products. On that note, another measure proposes to better coordinate agencies in regulating food and agriculture waste. Proponents hope this will free up more material for composting and bioenergy production. House Ag Prepping Black Farmer Bill House Agriculture Committee Chairman David Scott says he's working with Republicans on a landmark bill to help black farmers following on the debt relief that was part of the new stimulus package. Scott talked briefly about his plans at the close of a historic four-hour hearing yesterday on black farmers. Scott did not provide a lot of detail about what will be in the legislation, but he suggested it would include provisions aimed at getting more land to the hands of black producers. A Senate bill called the Justice for Black Farmers Act would authorize USDA to acquire land and provide blacks with land grants of up to 160 acres. Scott said, the fundamental problem that we have is to make sure that we increase the market share of the products that our black farmers are bringing and producing to the agriculture market. We're going to have some incentives in there so we can increase that. And he added, we will also have things in this bill that will increase the number of black farmers that we have, the acreage we own. A spokesman for Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson, the committee's top Republican, said, Chairman Scott has not yet reached out to us on this bill, but we look forward to opportunities for bipartisan discussions coming out of the day's hearing. You can read more on the hearing at agripulse.com. Vilsack, basis step-up, important aspect. During the hearing, Representative Michelle Fishback, a Republican of Minnesota, raised concerns about a key tax proposal President Joe Biden made during his campaign, eliminating the step-up in basis on inherited assets. That could sharply increase the taxes an heir would owe when selling inherited land and other assets. Fishback wanted to know how eliminating the step-up could affect generational black farms. Sack said he hadn't discussed the BASIS step-up with anyone else in the administration, but he said the BASIS step-up is, quote, an important aspect of the countryside. It provides an opportunity for transfer to the next generation. The Labor Department set to crack down on farms. The Labor Department has begun an education, outreach, and enforcement initiative targeted workplace protections for farm workers. The department says it's seeking, quote, to reduce agriculture industry violations through enforcement of wage regulations. Education and outreach efforts will be targeted to farm workers and their advocates. In a fiscal year 2020, the division conducted more than a 1,000 investigations in agriculture and found more than $7 million in back wages owed to more than 11,000 workers. In its investigations, the division assessed employers with more than $6 million in civil money penalties. Jessica Lumen, principal deputy administrator of the department's wage and hour division, said the department is, quote, committed to ensuring industry employers comply with federal labor laws and that they pay farm workers all of their hard-earned wages. You can read our report on concerns about farm labor contractors at agripulse.com. FSA staffing up local offices. The Farm Service Agency is bringing more employees back into some of the local offices. According to a statement provided to Agripulse, as much as half of the FSA workforce can be back on-site in service centers that are doing mission-critical work. FSA offices had been limited to having 25 percent of their workers on site. The USDA statement said the change was based on advice from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Even with employees working remotely, program sign-up levels and other service levels are consistent with the past two years, the statement said. Take note. North Dakota Senator John Hovind, a top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, has been pushing USDA to get as many employees as possible back in the local offices. Farmers, quote, would prefer to go in to the local office and talk to staff in person, Hovind told AgriPulse. Hovind negotiating on climate bill funding. Hovind said he's working with sponsors of the Growing Climate Solutions Act on a way to fund the legislation. He also says he's considering co-sponsoring the bill. The Senate Agriculture Committee's top Republican, Senator John Bozeman, objected to using farm program funding for the bill, so Hovind has been enlisted to find money elsewhere. The bill would put USDA in charge of certifying credit verification services. You can watch our Washington Weekend Review interview with Hovind at AgriPulse.com. And finally, here's today's They Said It. So this seems like the right moment to review what happened last time. Water was prioritized for big agriculture at the expense of the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta endangered species and California communities. That Darius Waiters of the group Restore the Delta and Sierra Club policy advocate Brandon Dawson in an op-ed for Cal Matters. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, March 26th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.